Hi, and welcome to this podcast about participatory art projects and failure. My name is Tandy McLeod. My name is Ewald Doren, and today we'll be talking with Anne van der Meulen and Simon van Schuilenberg. Yeah, I, uh, what you say makes me think of what we did during the quarantine. Um, so, of course, everybody had to close and be at home, um, but quite easily or quite, yeah, quite fast we discovered that everybody in the community of Lobaroma really had like an extremely tough time because all the um, organizations, initiatives they should go to or could go to were closed so there was no food, there was no place to go, there was no place to to have a warm place to sit, to drink, to charge your mobile, to connect to your uh, family wherever this family is and so that was really something extreme <laughs> that happened to a lot of people mm-hmm. um, and yeah our space as you can see is, is very much uh, uh, in a transition so it wasn't so you think okay we need to do something but our space isn't necessarily the space where we can do this in a secure way in a safe way for every everybody so we teamed up together with the Burschelbeurs mm-hmm. uh, which is a, an arts institution close to this place and they have really they have a lot of place it's it's <laughs> nice and clean they're yeah. easy to clean um, and but the idea of failure and um, so because in a time where health and is so in danger um, like a little step you can like a little misstep can cause a huge trouble for a lot of people that are very vulnerable but at the other hand, doing nothing is makes them in another way vulnerable. So this was like a very strange uh, conversation we had with a lot of people around the table, people that really were are rooted in several communities and other people that are really only in the art sector uh, rooted. So so, and their failure is maybe what became something very specific, uh, like what I, what if you are not protecting other people. Uh, enough or yourself enough and what kind of domino effect would it have and I don't know if it's related to what you were saying earlier but anyhow we tried to just yeah jump in um, and bring people with several expertises in the same spot so okay we are working in the arts so socially culturally like intersection is anyhow working from within the arts and then we invited um, an organization working really from within the social, um, other organization from food, and so if you bring several expertises around the table, failure becomes something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, actually, by by speaking and and exchanging, um, the fear of failure is also a bit taken care of and and and. Absolutely. Uh, voilà. <laughs> Wiped mm. out more. Yeah, or it can work also. In, I, I feel in my project what we have been working on, which is a project where I ask uh, artists, or I mean, I do of course, so it's not only people I know, it's also people that are anyway somewhere in the arts. They are so, sometimes beginning, sometimes not, uh, or they are professional, and I ask them to perform their bad ideas, and I ask to do it worse, to make them worse, and the idea to actually speak about it, to write about it, to, to make it transform, at least for yourself, to see it, to, to make it visible, is a very, very important thing to do, and it can really empower, and it can create a community of understanding, not that there is solutions per se for all those 
things, but it's, I mean, it, it, it has a certain power, I find, uh, that I now jump to something <laughs> very this, fast. What do you think the source of that power is? Is it just exercising the demon of what that failure was at that time and turning it into something else? But it's, uh, for me, it's transforming something that is like hidden because I think the, the dynamics of success make certain, that certain very yeah, norms. So you, you transform something that is hidden and you make it uh, via imagination just part or part of an, a new world in the future, <laughs> let's say, uh, where it is there. And uh, for, I mean, for me, it's very abstract. Um, if the failure is shared somehow, it can yeah. stop being a personal stigma or for a me, secret personal stigma and then... Yeah, for me personally, I mean, I mean, I've related a lot to gay identity, being homosexual, feeling in your youth you're a failed heterosexual man, and then you empower yourself and you make it feasible, you make it more, <laughs> you make it more uh, clear and visible. And like th like this, the failed heterosexual becomes very um, very visible. I mean, there are different ways of queering it or of of performing that you're gay rather than only being gay, but really performing and doing the gayness, and and therefore you activate also the the conversation about who is in and who is out, who is failed and who is out, and. and I really lived that, that, that there is the moment that you start to color your nails and that you think, look, I'm gonna show you <laughs> that I am part of the world where I'm not part of. So, so for me, there is something performative that about or the speaking or the writing or the painting or whatever kind of art you have can make it, uh, yeah, can really, uh, this, I mean, for me, this is very needed right now. To create somehow critical mass or like uh, and mass by personal reflections because everybody lives it in such a different way. Uh, so it's also for me uh, in what I'm doing in my my the things I try to create for me it's about exchange that artists are exchanging about their failures through performance and therefore you can uh, you can go also a bit away from the idea that your identity makes that you've failed but that you can. Yeah, that it's really, that's not only a, that queering is not only an identity thing, but that you can really perform it. The strangeness or the, the minority position you have. I wonder if it's something that could also count for different, like not only identity related things or sexual, sexuality related things. I'm going uh, a bit. How do you, okay. how do you specifically, <laughs> how do you manage to seduce uh, people to to collaborate with you um, and bring their failure to the table. Yeah. Or their failure to the so table. what we find very important in the practice is that people come with uh, memories from past rehearsals, past performers, so that idea is somehow traced. It's not something that is like active now, but you reactivate it. You go back in time, you choose something, it can be a situation, it can be, you try to also collect a story around it. Um, and these are also things that you're a bit shamed of, like it's something that you don't necessarily want to share. But uh, so it's a very personal, it has a bit of a therapeutic effect, but our, our aim is not to make it, it's not, a it's not only self-care, like it can be. Uh, and so we use that little idea and then we uh, collect a lot of things that we consider bad taste. 
So we say these enzymes we really, really don't like about performance and we call it good of taste also because then we think, oh, I think this enzyme is bad, but this enzyme is good. And then you try to confuse this and with this good, bad taste that we then collected, it's really a very old technique that in drag, for instance, or in querying is really used. You try to transform your bad idea uh, and really like ridiculize it, put humor inside and really try to play with it. Actually, it's a way of playing it out of your, the shame, playing the shame out in a very safe context. So uh, I always, conditions are very important. The fact that we are with small groups together, people from different backgrounds. So there is not like a main quality domination. Like if you are from a French background or from a beginning background and the other is from a circus background and the other is a contemporary dancer they will not necessarily agree on what is good or bad it's important that you don't create i mean anyway you will always create norms but that you try to make it queer that you are a bit queer in the group in the little group and yeah this really creates understanding and i mean i think it can be uh, uh, yeah, I also worked with students where people came from very many different backgrounds, like people, uh, yeah, uh, and the fact that they're all so different, it makes the practice make sense somehow, because you have to listen, and you need to create common, common actually, to do it, um, to create that understanding, you need to create a common space. Where, where, so it's also for me about bringing differences together and yeah, to, 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 to put it into perspective, it's, it's a listening exercise also somehow, rather than a, now I always say performing it like it is, but I really don't want that it becomes a gay project, for instance, where only, or a project where, yeah, very defined minorities come together. I, I like the fact that, that, that also, to a public, if you perform it, that you also get this kind of reflection in the public, that people get lost somehow about what they think is successful or failed. But therefore, still make what is, for this person, perceived as failed and visible. Um, now, this is, this is uh, what we are trying now out, and uh, yeah, I personally really need to be honest, I need to just make sure that I not become the author or the guru or the cult <laughs> leader. And that it's really like that this group that does this doesn't become an identity, that it's something that, that it can be like a virus. Is that why you want to, because we talked before about like, uh, that you that you wanted to kind of like go on tour with this project, but instead of like limiting it to, to the people that were on board, try to kind of constantly yeah. I think it's a practice. So for, I mean, with us, it's also apart from doing the performance and having a, the visibility really in the industry of performance and arts. For me, it's a practice. It's an atelier. It's a place where continuously new people join. So at every performance, we also say, if you want to be part of this, you can join. So you can give your name and we get in contact. And I mean, it's not that we can immediately say to somebody, like there is a place in the workshop because we want small groups. But the idea is that you make it highly accessible for people. Uh, and then there is, of course, where you do it. If you only do it in an art center, the circulation of people will 
stay the same. So we try to go outside on places where, like for instance, Kulturia and where there are volunteers of many. And someone says, ah, I also have an artistic idea. So that, that this group morphs, uh, yeah. Um, instead of having three performers doing it everywhere, because that's where I come from. It's, the evidence would be that we have a show about failure. Well, for us, the idea would be that it becomes a practice or something collaborative. Uh, but yeah, once there is money inside, it's very difficult <laughs> to keep it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what we are struggling with. Like the project fails for me, when, and now it becomes successful, the project. So, so, <laughs> so we, we have, uh, like in the beginning, I didn't got money, and it also it was a bit out of that frustration. It was my personal story. Like I was frustrated because I couldn't get subsidies for this project. Um, <laughs> so I then anyway did it. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is not the core. It's like the core was more this queer politics. I think that's more the starting point. Yeah. I noticed that you use that great Quentin Crisp, Crisp quote. Yeah. The Maybe you should say it's If you at first don't succeed, failure may be your style. And is that, like, in reading the, in reading about your work, it seems like that... It's the that, motto. That, yeah, that ethos could color, cover everything. Like, it's more, it's very accepting. It can be more fabulous somehow. It just... Yeah, and it's also dangerous. I'm, I'm like, for me, the fabulousness of the glamour is also... Um, dominate so 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 I, I always when a new artist enters I find that they should also like come with their own story background like for, for me the I don't think that the only only way of because this is something I feel there's a tendency in the project right now that the the glamour or the is not the the freedom everybody uh, uh, yeah, it's not for everybody the same uh, mm -hmm. access or something or entrance, and that's very important that you leave it open. That it's many sided, many entrance, and that you believe that everybody, how matter, uh, professional you are, or amateur, that you can add something to the content, to the practice, that you are uh, the uh, the person who makes it richer. Like I really believe that anybody, because I have the impression that. The glamour or the thing is also something something that some people are very good at and some people not, for instance, and it creates a certain uh, very uh, um, not narrow. But, uh, I don't know. It's a way to play it out. So mm -hmm. anyway, I, I I put it in my exercises, but I also put different things in my exercises. We also do clownery, for instance, which is something more. Uh, and slapstick and on finding out finding also obstacles and accidents and like uh, but yeah for me it is a very good uh, access and like who's the one who who's the one who decides when 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 it is too vulnerable or when it is kind of when people kind of bring themselves into a situation that they're not totally aware of or like mm. yeah Who's gonna say like no? Let's not do that. <laughs> or does that happen? Or how do you? How well, do you the thing is that people, everybody that does it is somehow author of his yeah. own performance. So it's never me. They, we of course I coach and I try to make it, make a safe space, but I'm and I make exercises and I prepare. But the time is 
people feel also safe and feel that there is taken care if you just like put some things in motion but then very easily people really need to do it themselves Mm. Um, so for me actually it's really giving autonomy to the to the person I really believe in this artistic like that I think everybody have this can find this entrance what I do find important in the first stage of the process when we start to work is that people don't need to perform that there is not a deadline for instance that there is also the possibility to say I'm not gonna perform tonight <laughs> or that you can even say like you can perform on the day if you want to perform or not that there is not this because this in the uh, once you get into the circulation of it this of course uh, in the, in the and once somebody did it, they get experienced and then they want to maybe do it again. Yeah, I'm very... <laughs> I'm drunk out of coffee. <laughs> just that the chair goes up and down and it feels like it's oh, just audio, so yeah. we will just uh, try to get that down. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, on, uh, uh, I understand that in the last six months you've, you've, you've not been very... Enthusiastic to talk about failure, but I, I, I get that there's a, a lot of people coming here with with a history, with a lot of obstructions, like you say, and with a lot of uh, failure. Uh, is there usually a space um, to talk about that? To kind of uh, in a way that Simon somehow seems to to be implying that like failure can build bridges. Is that? the case here, or is that something that you, you'd rather shy away from as much as possible? We, we don't shy away from it, um, the, but people um, come here because they want to develop something, whether an artistic practice, whether um, or a, a social context, um, and or an artistic practice within a social context. I mean, social within, uh, where I, I mean, where you can meet people um, to create like a new subjective mapping of a of a city. Um, so each conversation starts with a person that comes to our place, to our space, to because of a reason, and this reason is the starting point for a conversation. And along the way, you you get to know each other, um, and sometimes the obstacles the person has faced and still faces are part of the conversation because these obstacles might uh, always impact the, the development of the artistic and creative practices and of the development of the social connections. So we need to work with and around these obstacles. Um, and how to work with it is actually almost from failure because mm -hmm. you cannot take the obstacles away. We are not yeah. changing <laughs> a government. We cannot uh, create documents for, I mean, mm -hmm. we cannot um, build houses for everybody. Um, or we can at least try to connect people um, to initiatives that might support in several ways. Uh, like, okay, I know squat there or uh, okay, we can write a letter for your asylum procedure um, demand. Um, and so part of the conversation and of the getting to know of the person is, is of course, the obstacles are part of it. But it's not that we create specific contexts where people um, feel 
safe to speak about these obstacles because actually not everybody feels the need to speak about it. Mm. A lot of people come to this place in order to maybe also for, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. create a mm-hmm. parallel con- world or context where something new can be uh, developed. And so we never ask somebody, for instance, um, ah, you're coming from where, I mean, language spoken is quite important to know which language some people speak, but, and then you can guess maybe also where this person comes from, but so where do you come from? How long are you here? How long will you stay? What kind of document do you have? What type of uh, asylum procedure are you um, into? I mean, we don't ask, um, but it, it happens that some people start speaking about it because it's very present. Um, but for some people, we will never know where they are. We just speak about the latest song they, they've written. So, um, uh, And I think that's the context or this, the kind of space we try to create, like that it is a space where you can take mm. um, the possibility to speak with some people about your procedure or about obstacles, but you can always also choose to, to completely uh, yeah. forget it. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the space we try to create. But also, you only fail in this. <laughs> there isn't, um, because of course, um, there are so many obstacles. Language, I mean, language it might sometimes, sometimes we work with translators, uh, because someone only speaks only um, classic Arabic or, or um, Polar. Uh, yeah, I don't speak those languages, so we need like an intermediate and sometimes things go lost, get lost and people misunderstand. There are many frictions, language-based. Um, there are also, because of, there are also a lot of, um, yeah, personality, personalities to manage. Um, um, and yeah, people like we're working with artists, everybody wants to perform or show or <laughs> present, but yeah, we, we don't have the means always to present everybody. Um, also, a lot of people think, ah, oh, yeah, this is an organization, they have money. Uh, but yeah, we, I mean, as you all know, we do have money, but it's not like uh, <laughs> um, very <laughs> uh, <laughs> much. <laughs> Ali, so, so uh, and yeah, the, the amount of money is, of course, for everybody. If I can say to someone, yeah, we have like 150,000 a year, and this person is new to this context, this 150,000 a year is what the fuck, do you have 150,000 euro a year? You're like extremely rich. And I think, yeah, but mm, our personnel, our rent, our, uh, <laughs> and the personnel is also very limited in order to have like production budget. I mean, it's it's also weird to image Ali. You see every every topic or er, every conversation is has also the possibility in it to completely fail and be misunderstood and create tension. and. So we try to create a space where everything is possible, or no, not everything, where a lot is possible, <laughs> but... Or at least people come a bit closer to what they... I mean, it's also just having that kind of free... I mean, free is a big word, <laughs> but a space where you can also experiment and find other ways of relating. I think, uh, if I get it, this, this is what it creates, like it creates meetings. But also, there you can only fail. I mean, I wanted to yeah. uh, guide you through the building um, <laughs> yeah, because um, the dynamics, let's say, before um, the quarantine or corona 
um, visited us. Um, in this space, we're really difficult. You want to create an open arts house, uh, which means the door is always open, people can come in, but it's, it's not doable because you fail when you are as open as possible. So, but we will also fail by, by closing a bit mm. <laughs> or by being more specific and create like a spot where, um, I mean, so, so there is no, because you will exclude people. Mm -hmm. um, is it something that you then name a lot that you cannot, or do you use sometimes irony in order to make it less heavy, the fact that not everything is possible, or I wonder how... Uh, or is there humor involved when you when 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 or is this difficult? Uh, there are many levels. So there is the organizational level. There, of course, we try to uh, speak a lot mm. and make a lot transparent. Um, but also, um, as as said, speech or lang language is something that can be easily misunderstood. Um, mm. So. Um, and also humor is something very uh, personal. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm using a lot of humor in my <laughs> personal life and but also to deal scared with... scared to be misplaced or to, to, be dis to disrespect people maybe. Yeah, but also humor is very cultural mm -hmm. uh, connected yeah, um, yeah. and my humor maybe doesn't uh, yeah, ring yeah, a bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other people, they yeah, just yeah, think, okay. oh, you're so extremely rude. So, um, mm -hmm. so it's always a search and a quest on how to... Um, to be very clear about what is happening. And, and that's what we will be experimenting with also in the space, because for me, infrastructure and space is really um, key uh, in, in how you connect to people and how you enable um, conversations and create a possibility to, to feel free to speak about obstacles and failure and, and not failure. So we will now try to work with complete, very strict zones like this. Uh, it will become a soft zone. In this zone, you can maybe have a nap or or um, or have an emotional moment. <laughs> then, no, no, you, in this zone you cannot. <laughs> no crying allowed there. No, no. But, um, That's what I like about it. That even these zones are there that you can play around with. It, no, mm -hmm. because that's what you say that mm -hmm. people need to find their own space. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I do believe it's nice to to to, to uh, have narratives or to to push it somewhere mm -hmm. that there is a possibility too. But of course, people always use it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Architecture is always misused. Mm -hmm. so like. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely, and also um, there come uh, yeah. There is always growing a hierarchy of people using the space, um, so that's really important to take care of. Um, people that come here for a long time, for instance, they are like the bosses. They no, have everything everywhere, and so that's why we use like these Corona times to completely use the rupture of it and not wipe everything out because it's also too heavy but really create a complete new narrative of the space mm -hmm. and and I don't know we will try and definitely experiment and fail um, in how we will create different hierarchies maybe non-hierarchies um, in the space I'm a bit um, questioning the way it is um, defined or how do we look at it because if you look at the arts um, sector in, in, in let's say in Flanders 
then participation is always um, seen as a group of people or some people participate to a project uh, of an artist or an arts institution. And for me, participation, I mean, who is participating to whose practice? Like mm. uh, in, in, in such processes, normally uh, an artist mm. or an institution also participates to the life or the context or the, mm. the everybody this person or group brings with them. So uh, participation is very one-sided interpreted mm, yeah. in, the, in the arts field. Also, looking at Globaroma, I actually I think more of this space as a place where development is central, um, yeah, although it's not in our functions, but in the near future it will be. Because for me, it's strictly, it's, it's mm -hmm. purely racist almost, thinking of this place as a participatory yeah. place. I mean, how, I mean, yeah, 10 years ago... Who um, needs to participate um, with who? Like, it's a bit yeah. this kind of idea. But that's what I want to comment on because I'm part of an organization called Artist Commons and so it started from 10 people having uh, 50 euro and then all these 50 euros were together a rent of a building but then it was started 40, 50, 60 and in the last three years 108 people started to use this, it's, it's about use, about how to use the space and the idea that we have this kind of members and you can always be a member, you can every month you can enter and you give a little bit of money and that's your and I felt there in the in the in the experience of that space is that you socially don't have an organization around one person or around one team or so you can the uh, so if this hierarchy is not there and if everybody is there with their uh, because everybody has to give that little money to have that space and th those buildings were owned of course you need to then still organize and have roles for instance for everybody so that space is clean or you need to make systems where you can socially so the, the space can exist but I felt there that, it's, that you easily participate uh, in a very different way and people of color, people of are there with, the, with, the, with their own interests and are not asked to participate my project for instance so, so I, I like a lot the fact that invitation is not the only way to get people involved the fact that people can come and enter and, and start to do their practice is a very, very vibrant way where you really co coexist and try to really like... What I like a lot of, about this organization is that I'm not uh, with artists that have been selected by a person as being good artists, for instance. What I like about it is that actually a lot of people there are not in my interest as an artist, are not there to for me to profit about them. And they, I mean, we profit because we don't fit together. And there is a certain quality uh, that, that is not defined by something. And the fact that it's not defined makes that you can really, really participate in two directions and that there is not one person inferior to the other. Of course, there are still structures. Of course, uh, we, we are talking about identities together. Of course, we are talking about white people and less, uh, less people of color. So there is, of course, a whole uh, conversation going around and it's not without power dynamics. So there are, of course, a lot of things, but it's not one person who's le leading the, the, the higher, yeah, the, the thing. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting how it's structured. Uh, people can give workshops and therefore you can have moments where you take the lead, but then you participate in somebody else's workshop and like this you get a network of things where the tensions and the conflicts are not there to resolve and to find solutions for what a team with a hierarchy always have to do, but that they are there to exist. And yeah, so this meeting space is super interesting, I find. 
And this I don't see as a structure in the arts, for instance, although it's also an art organization, but we are not funded, we are not, it's not an initiative from someone that needs to be, uh, of course it was once, but it is hardly dissolved. And this I find interesting ways where the social aspect of the project is a starting point rather than something that you have to fill in. It's a big difference. Um, so I hope this type of organizations take over. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we need to redefine uh, participatory? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty in Flanders somehow. It's been existing like what I don't know, eight, nine, ten years somehow that we're talking about participatory art practices. Should we redefine the language that we use to to talk about those things, or should we just like stop talking about participatory art practices and and talk more? About other things, like I mean, now we we kind of have that and see it as a chapter that we passed and and continue in different directions. I think. Or do we need new vocabulary to talk about things that we haven't been talking about? We need before? to be more specific about it. I think it's not just something that you can have on your list as an organization as a function. I mean, that's a bit the thing. Uh, um, what do you think? I think it can be. Uh, uh, it should be on the list, uh, but. Um, uh, I do think we are just at the beginning of this conversation. It's really young uh, mm -hmm. in, in our Flanders cultural field. If you look at, for instance, the Anglo-Saxon world, or even in, in Germany or Switzerland, they are, are already m further in this development. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for me, the CCA in Glasgow is one of the... the they are my example and, and definitely Viviana Kekia who is working there is a civic engagement curator and for me civic engagement is what participation should be about it's about citizenship and enable um, uh, and, and, and to, to engage to bring a citizenship engagement within an audience and uh, within the arts field not only in the audience but so civic engagement is really for me important that the arts is used as a way to um, enable assemblies, mm. um, uh, talking about citizenship topics. Um, mm. So that's what participation for me should be about, much more political, politicizing than, than it is now. It's an element um, of the project. And referring to the Beurskabri, I think we started somewhere there with um, the ex yeah, experimenting exploration of that. And I think now with the new uh, team there, they are still further on this pathway. So I'm really happy that, that this trajectory is continuing. Um, but it's really, I mean, creating within the arts field different ways of um, putting topics to a table and, and conversating, um, um, creating assemblies and bringing citizenship and civic engagement to the table. Um, yeah to engage yourself as a citizen of a, of a city, of a um, mm. country, sector. And for me, like a quarantine, to connect maybe failure again to the topic, the arts field really failed in how, for me already, in how to deal uh, with, uh, with this pandemic. Uh, there you really had the chance as an arts institution or an organization to really, really think of uh, participation or about an audience, a context that surrounds you in a different way. And, what, and every institution just 
closed and everyone was on temporary um, unemployment and and I think ah what a pity it, it was not you really had the chance to really rethink how you deal with this participa participation participation for me is really uh, speaking of solidarity and and, mm. and engagement and activism and mm -hmm. and and it didn't happen so I think okay we really need to uh, I'm still figuring out because we're we have a lot of work here, but <laughs> uh, if I had more work, I would have more um, try to, I don't know, create conversation about it. Uh, like, hey, are we really trying to um, open up the space and go back to 80% of our space? Is that what we are now trying to do? Like going back to this normal and everybody in the arts field was so happy, like, oh, the normal and uh, stops. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, it was so happy. And <laughs> what is everybody doing? Uh, like they're creating uh, festivals. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> and, and that's what I mean with participation within the Flanders arts field is really at the very, very beginning of um, understanding what it can be. Um, yeah, and I think it also needs to be searched outside of this artistic field and, and sector thing and of course you have been working in institutions so you feel related to the cultural sector but as an artist for instance you also have a completely different relation to the cultural field because for us it's like insane how much money is in infrastructure people and how let's go to the artists mm -hmm. and I mean not that it needs to be equal or, or something or of course there are things that cost money and but, but the fact that you as an artist always have the feeling that when you go to an institution that you invest in them and they don't invest in you like that you always have the feeling and not always after, after when you get a bit more success, successful of course this feeling changes but for a lot of people who start who want to be part who want to participate they really feel that yeah uh, if I participate, of course, twenty of my friends don't get the subsidy. Or like, 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 like if I am able to 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 be part of that sector, yeah, a lot of people don't. So, so I feel also this. I mean, I believe also in extreme artist solidarity that we don't become concurrents and neoliberal in the neoliberal sense that you constantly need to make sure that you use actually your people to improve your own position in it. Like I feel this is a is a is a is a big thing that artists do in order to survive in order to be part of that cultural center and, and this uh yeah so artists need to talk about this it's not just making a fair practice code and check check like like it's way more uh, uh complicated and the solidarity is something that you it's really a practice it's really something that you need to do and you need to meet people and you need to talk and you, like it's not something that yeah yeah, and this, so this institutional practice is really dominating the whole conversation, I find, yeah. a lot of the time. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it goes a bit away from the, from the core, which is, I think, artistic practice. I have an idea, I want to do something with this failure, and, I, and then I need to govern myself. I don't need to first be part of a big, big, big system where then all of a sudden, if I finally got the stairs and I already did this and this, uh, like with my elbows, uh, then uh, I finally I can start, start doing something and I can invite some people and maybe there is some voluntary contracts for my friends to do the transport, because this is the situation.
I see what you mean, that you find it artist, I try to reflect on this, uh, it resonates very much, and I think I'm guilty. Oi. Uh, <laughs> about artists being too much clothes, Fail. having no public, but then, but then for me, like now with the experience of the Mosquito Pa, what I, well, that's the, the, I didn't tell the story, but that's a project with the failure I'm doing, the title. We, we, so we have this, all, every evening we have five different artists performing and some people come from the French community, some people come from the Flemish, from, some, some people come not even from an art community and they bring all 20 people and then you really have a group of 100 people that not normally go in art being in one, um, one space together and there is a certain cultural uh, art whistling um, exchange that, that happens. And I really believe that this strange group of this, uh, yeah, this uh, queer nationality, queer group, grouping, can really mobilize us in in a different direction. Uh, and uh, yeah, but then it's about access and who, yeah, who. I think you can very fast live in the illusion that you're super open. So I, I do I do completely agree with what you say that being open is a failure or something. But I, I would not say that therefore you cannot be open, that is also what you say. We'll have to end here. Uh, thanks a lot to you, Anne. Thanks a lot to you, Simon. Uh, this podcast is part of a three-year-long trajectory from <laughs> Rest for the Wicked with support of the Flemish government and in collaboration with Demos. Forad Arts Center, Research Group of Culture and Education of the University of Ghent. Thank you for listening. Take good care of the people around you and take good care of yourself. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you.